Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. On this special episode of Turning Hurt into Purpose, it is Mother's Day, May 14th of 2023. And I want to talk about um, on this day when I became a first time mom. And it wasn't a fluke or a accident. Me and my boyfriend at the time, who later became my husband, we planned our first child. We were two teenagers in love and deeply in love with each other that also bonded over hurt and feeling disconnect and not feeling loved by our own parents or our own family. So that is what bonded us. And now days they call it trauma bonding. Um, when you connect with somebody on an emotional level or deep level, I mean, we were traumatized. I mean, he went through some traumatic things in life, but we did deeply love each other and honestly still to this day we deeply love each other um but we were two teenagers in love and when we met over 20 years ago because our oldest is about to be 20 in june when we met over 20 years ago he was 18 and I was 19 and I want to say he had just turned 19 like technically we're like six months apart so when I did get pregnant with our daughter she I was 19 at the time but we literally planned the pregnancy down all the way down to a T um you know like when people are trying to conceive and everything you go by your ovulation calendar and your last period and things like that and that's what what we did i was away at college we met in the summer of 22 uh, 2002 i'm sorry we met in the summer of 2002 and next summer we spent every single day together so we connected very fast and we also both wear our hearts on our sleeve and everything and the fact that we spent so much time together we fell in love very fast. And of course, I was already going back to school. And no, we didn't plan her in the beginning um, when we first started dating. No, that's not how it was. But when I went back to school in August and I was studying biology pre-med, this was my sophomore year, and I had to go away. Uh, he went to school locally. And of course, I went to school away that was like six, seven hours away from where we lived. So it wasn't going to be, oh, I get in the car and can come home on the weekends. My parents didn't allow me to take my car to school with me. And so that was another issue and another thing. And so um, we had cell phones. And back then, cell phones were just kind of coming out or whatnot so we were able to have phones and we text and whatnot but you know a lot of people abstinence makes the heart grow fonder well abstinence kind of put 
infidelity in the mix. Um, we were missing each other a lot more. And, you know, we would talk on the phone all the time. But when we weren't in class or if he didn't have band practice or, you know, games or anything, we weren't on the phone or we didn't talk or or stuff like that. Um, we had all the social medias back then. At the time, it was MySpace and College Club. And, of course, you had your you, Yahoo Messenger chat and Yahoo Messenger rooms and stuff like that. So we were so crazy in love to where we would be on the phone, but then also texting through Messenger or, you know, uh, what was it, um, MSN Live and stuff like that, or AOL Messenger. We did stuff like that. Um so one weekend, I want to say it was like the one of my um, friends from school lived in the same area as I did, and she was going home for the weekend. I can't remember if this was Labor Day weekend or what, but when I knew that she was going home and she asked me if I wanted to ride with her or go home, you know, we had, me and him had been talking for a while and stuff, and, you know, we wanted to create our own family you know we loved each other so much and we missed each other and we wanted something to call our own and 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 love and the love that we didn't felt like we didn't get at home that we could create that environment and we even talked about you know me coming back going to school together and we could raise our kids while we went to school at the same time you know, and teach the children. We just had it all planned out and figured out, you know, just young, young kids. And so came home September of that, that weekend. And, you know, when I looked at, when I had my last period and looked at the ovulation calendar and everything, I knew that that was around the time that I will be ovulating. And so because we were hadn't seen each other and stuff we had planned to get a hotel room to spend time together and that's what literally that's what we did i was only in town for pretty much the weekend came in friday night i want to say either that friday night we stayed in the hotel or that saturday but needless to say by sunday we were me and my friend was back on the road so we can be back at school for monday and so we spent that night together and, like I said, planned it to the T. And sure enough, you know, come to find out, I was pregnant. Um, also, a little bit of backstory and history. I had been on birth control for um, some years. Um, I started doing the Depo-Provera shot when I was, I want to say, 12 or 13 somewhere somewhere around there 11 or 12 or, or whatnot um and of course with the depth of a real shark you didn't have a period and with that being said my hormones were out of whack and but with the shot i gained a lot of weight and i was on the shot for actually like three years or so and then <clears throat> from there i got off the shot so when i was in college i was actually on the pill but I wasn't taking a birth control on a regular basis. Like I may skip every other day or whatnot because when I took it, it made me sick. <coughs> so 
I can't remember if I took the pill during that time frame or not. But again, my hormones were imbalanced. And so, sure and behold, I did end up becoming pregnant. And so once I found out I was pregnant, I, um, you know, I was, I didn't have morning sickness, wasn't throwing up or stuff like that, but I already was experiencing some stomach discomfort, like irritable um, symptoms and stuff like that prior to, and I kind of had to be on somewhat of a special, like I couldn't eat certain food, like the foods that was being cooked at the cafeteria at the school at the university it made me sick and this was even prior to me um finding out that i was pregnant or even the whole planning process like that first month or so um with school i really wasn't eating the food it was making me sick so went to the nurse's office on campus and of course, she was asking me, is it a possibility that you could be pregnant or this, and the third? And I was like, mm, you know. So did take a pregnancy test. Of course, it was positive. And I want to say I ended up going to a clinic or something there at the school. Not at the school, but in the same town of where the school was. And, of course, it was confirmed by a doctor and everything. And, of course, because it was planned. Um, when I went and told my parents or called, you know, my parents and whatnot, my biological father took it very well. You know, I told my stepfather before actually telling my mom. And of course, my mom was at a business meeting out of town or whatnot. And I can't remember if my stepfather told her, somebody told her she found out through the cracks and she was devastated. You know, her only child prized possession, you know, um, is pregnant, and she just felt like life was over for me, and she actually wanted me to abort the child, you know, oh, you're going to get an abortion, da-da-da-da-da, and I'm like, no, I'm keeping it, you know, no, um, and so she just felt like life was over for me and everything. Yes, I was, you know, again, a child, and I also was on her insurance and everything, and so with that being said, you know, um, I guess I ended up, because I didn't want to lose, quote unquote, my mother, even though we didn't have this perfect relationship, you know, I just reverted back to, you know, because she kept on saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so done with you. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And it was just like this leverage and manipulation that it felt like and honestly still to this day she kind she it's not a kind of she manipulates me she manipulates my kids and if she don't have it her way she gets mad and I didn't see it then but as the years went on I see it now and I see it more and more as the days you know and years have gone on and that has really hurt me it's like this narcissistic parent and I've made a podcast on that as well but everything that I planned it didn't go as well and then you know she would talk about he didn't love me this and the third so she even though she wanted me to abort this child she ended up controlling my pregnancy 
and even the day that I gave up to the the time I gave birth. You know, when I when I moved back um, at the end of the fall semester, I moved back in town, uh, moved back home, and um, we were initially supposed to move in together, and we talked about that. He even went out and got an apartment that was right, uh, right around the corner from my parents' house. Of course, neither one of us were working at the time. Well, no, I want to say I ended up coming back, and that's when I had got a job working at a Christian bookstore as, at the time as a bookkeeper. And it was, you know, it was, I think I was working part time hours at the time or whatnot. But again, back then, money is not how it was. And so, you know, he had got an apartment, a one bedroom. And I want to say the apartment was like $500 a month. And it was around the corner from my parents' house. And once he got that apartment and everything, I just turned my back against him and was like, oh no, I'm not living here and I'm not doing this. And so that my mom put a wedge between our relationship and everything that we planned and said that we were gonna do didn't happen. And I chose my mother and not him and the family that we were planning to build together. And so, like I said, we broke up and when it came down to giving birth and the day of her being born she actually was born on father's day you know i wanted him there but my mom was like no he doesn't need to be here he doesn't love you you know again i'm still listening to her my hormones and everything is all out of whack and i'm still listening to her and of course after my child was born or after our our daughter was born then she calls his family and stuff and i want to say he was out at the movies or that's what he was telling me he was out at the movies and when he found out that the baby was born he came to the hospital and when he came to the hospital my mom turned him away like what are you doing here you know and and all i wanted was my family all i wanted was him and so he went saw the baby in the nursery and everything and stuff and we even had a name for her we picked out a name, everything. Her name was supposed to be Armani Monet. And, of course, my mom took over for, with that. You know, named her something else. And everything was just totally different, not the way I wanted it to be. And it was hurtful. And I'm still dealing with that pain still to this day because I hurt him. And that's a pain that he is still dealing with 20 years later. So the month of May is mental health month. And another thing that I wanna talk about is postpartum depression. So after she was born, you know, of course I was living at my parents' house. And so in the room, you know, we had a crib and, you know, had one area for my daughter, even though all this time she talked about she wanted me to abort her, you know, she gave me a baby shower, all these other things and picking out godmothers and different things for my child, but you didn't want me to have her so many months ago. But now you're trying to control the situation. So my mother didn't want kids. You know, and still to this day, she'll, t she'll say, I didn't want kids and this and the third. If a baby is crying or whatever, she has all this negative connotation 
and feelings about kids and you know ain't nobody told nobody to raise kids or bring these kids into the world i i honestly feel like something happened in her life or childhood that she has not dealt with and it's it's actually hurtful um because hurt people hurt people and she's been hurting the people around her for years so get home from the hospital and of course you know after you have a baby you know your hormones levels drop your estrogen and your uh, progesterone and you know your body's trying to get back in alignment and everything and of course you know even some some days now when you see kids having sex at a young age and you know they want babies you think it's all cute and fun but nobody tells you the real things that that happened your body changes you know you i was never a skinny kid but i did lose a lot of weight after i got off of the um depravira shot so the first um year in college and and stuff i lost a lot of weight i felt good i looked good i had confidence in myself because i never had that self-esteem feeling so my confidence were was boost and so when i had uh my daughter i had planned on doing the breastfeeding and doing different things i wasn't planning i and again i wasn't planning on doing this alone so of course having the late night feedings and you know trying to breastfeed and she wouldn't latch on and just a, a lot of things that was going on with with this you know crying i wanted him to be there and you know i'm just thinking oh you know my mom i chose her and not him and look where i am now you know she wouldn't come in there for feedings and different things cuz she had to work quote unquote you know they my parents still had to get up and and go to work and do their day-to-day stuff and so i was doing this all along and it was like you made this bed now you lying well no i didn't make this bed by myself this bed was made with love and made with somebody that i was supposed to do this life together with so with that my you know i ended up yes i was diagnosed with postpartum depression so i ended up being on wellbutrin i want to say that's what i was prescribed and honestly it didn't seem like it didn't help and what not and you know people want to say oh you don't have this and nobody knows what you have and of course with postpartum depression you know the signs is being detached from your loved ones be it the baby you didn't want to want to be around the baby or um and people that have significant others that is there with them can develop postpartum depression because you feel like you're doing this by yourself or you don't feel that your loved ones is there or the support of your family be it your in-laws or your mother or even your your children you know if you have older children you you know you have feel a detachment from your kids you feel a detachment from the baby you don't want to eat you don't want to get up even though you already have the sleepless sleepless nights you don't know if if this is depression or you know people were trying to tell me oh this this is just because you had the baby you know and of course people called it the baby blues but no i literally was suffering and still to this day now i am 
diagnosed with depression because I went so many years of having depression and not getting treatment that I just recently recently got treatment. And again, there's podcasts about having depression and stuff that, that's on there. But because of this mental health month, I do want to touch bases in later podcasts on that. So for those mothers that are out there, first time moms, you know, or even second time moms, because you can you can continue to have depression. You might not have had postpartum depression with your first two pregnancies, but here you are at baby number three, and your life just went sour. It just went left. Just know that you are a jewel. Um, people don't look at mothers as as a person that um you know we're not put on this high high pedestal matter of fact i want to say i was listening to a radio show the other day and or somebody was talking about their um their life and basically you know mom does it all even even when there is a man in the home so imagine if mom is doing it all with a man in the home you know mom gets the kids up for school um makes breakfast if if you know if she has time you know making breakfast for the kids before they get out the door you know doing hair making sure the kids are dressed good making sure homework is done and if they take their lunch lunches is made and packed and kids have everything they need to get out the door Heck, also making sure a husband has his wallet, keys, briefcase, or whatever for his day at work. Even if he is not a businessman, you know, making sure he has everything he needs for his work day or whatever. If she's a, a working mom, getting herself ready and out the door. If she got to drop the kids off, dropping the kids off at school or daycare, or if not both, and getting getting going on about her day after that coming home from work making sure the kids have done their homework making sure uh stuff is thawed out to 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 cook cooking you know nurturing the kids making sure they they take a bath and all this other stuff but guess what dad comes home and want to put his feet up or wants dinner to be prepared and ready for him to walk in the door Maybe he's the type of man that wants to take a load off and have a beer or cigar or something or, you know, his whiskey or whatever when he comes home from work. But mom don't have that luxury to relax when she comes home. Again, she's taking care of the household, making sure the kids are fed, washed, clothes is is ready and washed and prepared for the next day. And by the time... You know, mom is is ready to go to bed. She's exhausted, but guess what? If she is married, she has to give time to her spouse. And people don't don't understand that and don't see all that that mother has to do. So now, imagine that spouse or that significant other taking out of the equation. Mom is doing everything. Mom is playing both roles. You know, if there is a problem at school, she got to take off from work 
to go deal with whatever that parental problem might be at school. The child is sick, late nights. She's late nights with the, with the kid, late night feedings. You know, um, gotta t- get a phone call, gotta pick up the, the kid from school. You know, mothers do it all. So hats off to the moms that have a significant other, that has a spouse, that's married, hats off to you. Hats off to the woman that is a single mom that's doing it by herself. And guess what? I had the role of doing it by myself. I still feel like I have that role. Even though we did get married, we have a total of four kids and we got divorced, you know, after the second child but we still had two kids after that, but he was absent for so many years. And now he is dealing with the hurt of being absent from the kid's life because the kids didn't know of him. You know, they knew they had a father. He went, came in and out. Of course, like I said, I have four kids. So he was in and out their lives or whatever, but then also the narrative of the things that grandma said negatively about him all these years the kids have that drilled in their head so now it's the relearning process of what was told to me and the unlearning of everything you know so basically it's like starting over but again we 20 years deep in this so there is a lot of hurt on both ends He's hurt, I'm hurt, the kids hurt. And again, honestly, we don't know where to begin and how to change the narrative and change the situation, but we're learning every day. As the days go on, we are learning how to change this narrative and change the dynamics of the situation. But again, wherever you're listening to this, You might have the same scenario, the same situation. You might be going through the same thing or have been. And if you are, know you're not alone. Know that there is probably tens of thousands of us doing this thing that we call life. And everybody has a story. Everybody has a test. And everybody has a testimony. If you came across this podcast, wherever you saw it, Spotify, later on Amazon. Thanks again for coming across my podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, if you've seen it on my YouTube or anything, please like, comment, subscribe, and share. And until next time, this is Ebony with Turning Hurt into Purpose. See ya. Love you. Happy Mother's Day out there.